0: Big Sky Breakdown, back like we never left. Here we are at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Back at our perch, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me at uh, Coulter Nuanez. Riley, uh, before we get into the football side of things, you had a busy weekend. Had a lot of stuff going on for homecoming. How did they all go?
1: It was awesome, man. It's one of my favorite weeks of the year. You see a lot of people coming back, but then you jam-pack the events. Three events in a 24-hour span, right? Montana, Montana State Volleyball, followed by the Pep Rally, and then the game the next day. It was a, a whirlwind, but... It's kind of what we live for and work for, right? When me and you were playing golf in, in July, we're like, you know what? It's going to balance out because we're going to have weekends like this. I was just thinking about it. You said we never left, and we did this after Ferris State when you were here till midnight, 1 in the morning. You think we could get like a just one time after the oh, game? We just stay up here for until Monday, and we record <laughs> this. It like reality TV, like put a little webcam in the back. I mean, throw the NFL on on Sunday. That could be fun. We could do that for 48 oh, hours. Oh, man.
0: I mean, it was a joy to be able to walk out of here with the sun still up come over see everybody at the GSA tailgate say hi and then still be able to go home I got I went to sleep before midnight on Saturday no night. way. that's a that's the first of the football season so far so feeling good here uh, on this Monday also you avoided the ultimate embarrassment as a Broncos fan
1: <laughs> at 28-7 I was actually I said it I said <laughs> if they lose go Caleb Williams I was right? I was that close to it Dang and I'm like it. maybe they could turn it Gosh. around now they're I brutal mean, uh,
0: well They're almost as brutal as the Bears. I mean, gosh, the Bears, uh, you can't mess it up worse than the Bears have. I mean, they have hired not a good coach one time. For I mean, they've had like five different coaches that have been a flop.
1: Well, they're going to put it all on Justin Fields. Yeah, where's the accountability for the coaches? I mean, the guy's got no direction, young kid thrown in the fire. It's like he threw four touchdowns and over 300 yards yesterday. Not his fault they lost the game. That's
0: exactly right. I mean, if Justin Fields played for Baltimore or something, he would be a good player. I'm not saying he's as good as Lamar Jackson, but... They're just – the mishandling of that whole thing is crazy. Hey, and
1: you guys avoided a embar- embarrassment oh to the Vikings. Gosh. You know, I think that was about the two toilet bowl games. The losers of those two are the two worst teams, Carolina and Chicago. Our two teams are 29th and 30th See, now. So, you know, like, big-time big accomplishment. Yeah, you know, like
0: I always say about the Vikings, I'd rather be right than have them be good. And I know that they're not any good, so – Give me the five and uh, twelve season, and give me a top five pick. Man, they're not going to get Caleb Williams because they're not quite bad enough. Because they're not going to be worse than the Bears. They still got a couple wins coming against Chicago. But give me like, give me the kid from North Carolina or something. You know, just get Kirk Cousins out yeah. of here, man. Uh, well, how about uh, what we saw on Saturday? I thought it was I thought it was a really interesting game because first of all, I think you can tell how much juice uh, a new head coach who's different than the ones you've had in the past can give you. Cody Hawkins, I thought, was impressive. I know State's playing with a lot more passion and heart defensively. And uh, their quarterback, Jordan Cook, I thought was the star of the show. I thought he looked like, I'm not going to say the best player on the field, but he looked like the most impressive player on the field at certain times. But then at the end, Montana figures out a way to get it done. The fake punt by Bobby Houck uh, was the, the one that turned the tables, and then they just leaned on him for the entire fourth quarter. They force a turnover on downs, they get a pick, and uh, they close out a 28-20 victory. Crazy it was the same score as last time at Idaho State, but he felt way different, right? This one, that the Bengals were in it for way longer of a period of time, but then he actually closed it out in the fourth quarter rather than letting Idaho State score a bunch in the fourth quarter to make it look closer. So, I don't know, hard to do much of a takeaway here still in September, but... It's absolutely a uh, win the Grizz had to have. Uh,
1: Amazing how the final score could be so different from the field, right? From last year to this year, 28-20, to Idaho State some garbage touchdowns. This year wasn't the case. There was no separation. I mean, Coulter, dare I say, for three quarters, that was an evenly matched game. I mean, back and forth, both teams. And that's a credit to Idaho State. I get it. There's a lot of people out there saying, okay, quit over-elevating the Grizz opponents. I understand that to a degree. But there is some truth to what we were saying about Idaho State. As someone that follows this league year in and year out, They won one game each of the last two years. That was a different looking team They have different athletes on the field different scheme and just following press conferences throughout the week And even after their win against Northern Colorado, I came away immensely impressed with Cody Hawkins the way he carries himself The way he leads a football team and the way they've changed the culture very very quickly in Pocatello And I'm not going to say they're going to run the table goes, you know Seven and four make the playoffs, but they're a team that has turned the corner at least a little bit with all of that being said these Grizzlies just aren't made to run away from teams. They're not, they're not For going sure. to, but I think we did see some signs of growth from half one to half two, and although it might not be the sexiest approach, the last two home games, right, the Grizz have won by seven and by eight. What have they done? They have eventually worn down a team yeah. in the fourth quarter. Now, you might not see it in the second quarter when they stall a little bit, seven, seven and a half. Well, they went to their bag of tricks, big-time drive, where they ran the same bar- – they, they ran the same – type of play three four times in a row with a different variation yeah. that resulted in the reverse the pass from racinelli to schaefer in the end zone that showed creativity the guts of the fake fake punt and then that drive they went i think it was 12 plays 67 yards six and a half minutes there was eventually the sealer that made it 28 to 20. that was a product of wearing down your opponent so although again not the sexiest type of win i i think it was mission accomplished for the grizz and It was a must-win situation. It would have been disastrous to lose that game. So they got it done at the end and still, I guess, signs for growth for this Grizzly football team.
0: There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together... We can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Well, several main takeaways for me. One, I think that sometimes we analyze the quarterback spot way too much. But but to me, it's not about your talent at quarterback as much as it is about your sense of belief as an organization in your quarterback. Idaho State's been playing two guys. Hunter Hayes is a guy that's been around that program for a little while. They like him. You know, as Cody Hawkins says, he's the best human on our football team. Jordan Cook can straight spin it, and when he can spin it like that and he can keep the ball, he can move the ball, they can move the chains, they're battling in this hostile environment, the defense plays better too. You see it across the board. I mean, that's that's why you see quarterbacks that are four- and five-star guys They go in and they don't have any confidence in themselves. They start to melt down. Then their team has no confidence in them. That's why you see half these guys that are four- and five-star guys flop. They just aren't any good because of the mental part of it. And I think that's what the Grizz have now in Clifton McDowell. To me, I just saw that the the team just operated more confidently. McDowell's not going to light the world on fire when it comes to throwing the ball. But that gives Montana an identity. That was my number one thing that they, they were missing. They had nothing they could lean into offensively. With him, they have something they can lean into offensively. It's not fancy, but run the ball, run the zone read, throw the ball to Junior Bergen on the perimeter, get him out going. He had 100 yards. That's the first 100-yard game in, what, forever? Since Malik Flowers?
1: Yes, yeah, since Malik Flowers had first 100-yard game of Junior Bergen's career, believe it or right, not. Crazy,
0: right? I mean, there's been it's been several years since the Grizz have had 100-yard receiver, and... The last two have been in the playoffs. That's the first regular season 100-dead receiver in forever since Samari Torrey and Sammy Akem were uh, at Montana. So, um, I mean, that's all to say that I think that the talent of your quarterback is one element, but your quarterback fitting the identity you want your team to have and then your team being able to rally around that and have confidence in that guy – that's such a key factor. You nailed it. And what the Grizzlies' strength is, we've been talking about it, right? The the
1: multiple running backs that they have. And I feel that they're more engaged, Colter, even when Clifton McDowell's in the game. The holes open up, right? Just naturally, when you have to account for the quarterback being able to run, it takes a little bit of priority away from guys like Eli Gilman and, and Nick Osmo. The holes open up. Xavier Harris, we saw that a couple weeks ago. Not so much against Idaho State, but That is what this team is going to be built around, and this is no discredit to Sam Vidlak whatsoever because he has a unique skill set too. He can still sling the football, but for what this Grizzly football team is, and you're a guy that watches the trenches a lot more than me and knows a lot more than I do about that, but it just feels like to me this is a better run-blocking team than a pass-blocking team too, especially in obvious situations, and you even break it down, and this is where they still struggled. This is a team that needs to stay on schedule, right? When when it can be second and four, second and five, you got the playbook open. When it's second and 15 because of a penalty or because of a sack, they become predictable. Then what happens? Northern Arizona, pin your ears back, rush the quarterback, get seven sacks. This grizzly offensive line in an obvious passing situation clearly has not been able to do it quite yet. Lead the Big Sky Conference allowing 16 sacks on the year. But you're right. You start to see them find a groove and you wonder how that's going to play out down the line, because I get it, there's a there's two quarterbacks. I'm, I'm not ready to call it a two-quarterback system. They sure. have two quarterback options. They have not quite used this system yet. It has either been Clifton McDowell's game, it's or it has systems. been yeah. Sam Vidlak's game. Yeah. And, and I feel for this team to take the next step you need to find a way to incorporate both of them because there's still things that Sam Bidlack can do coming in, let's just say in the middle of the second quarter for one series that I think can help this team moving forward because call it what it is, there's still championship aspirations here and to make the playoffs, I think the Grizz are going to have to add that element.
0: Old Works Golf Course is one of the most challenging tracks you will find anywhere in Montana and that's why they host so many of the premier golf tournaments around the Treasure State. The 18-hole course measures at more than 7,700 yards making it one of the longest courses in the Big Sky State. The Jack Nicholas design comes from one of the best players of all time and one of the world's leading course designs. Jack Nicholas has designed over 310 courses, including this gym located in Anaconda, Montana. Although right now, golf season is coming to a close... The Old Works Golf Course PGA Improvement Center featuring PGA professional Andrew Alamey is now open all winter. Andrew can help you with expert swing and mental coaching, plus custom club fitting, and they have multiple state-of-the-art track band simulators. If you're ready to get into golf or take your game to the next level, call Old Works, 406-563-5989, and be sure to check out Jack's Grill while you're there. Jack's Grill is also open year-round. Old Works Golf Course, a gem of the Treasure State, located in Anaconda. Montana. Well, McDowell lacks no confidence. Vidlak, when he plays, lacks confidence to me, and it seems like they lack confidence in him, too, as a collective group. That's the thing that they have to remedy if they're going to play both guys. I think it's as simple as that. Last week, I was really hard on the Grizz um, because I thought they had so many things that were missing. They, were, I mean, they didn't make any excuses about that. Bobby Houck was as to the point about how he thought they performed unacceptably bad in Flagstaff at, at Northern Arizona. But the, the the points of progress I think you saw at least a little bit is first of all you mentioned it I don't I don't know why but they have a really hard time protecting the, the, forming a, a pocket and protecting the passer I think part of that's pocket awareness or lack thereof on Sam Vidlak's part and I think part of it is is I just think they have some guys that are just way more built for the run game than they are the pass game I think it's as simple as that so you got to embrace that you got to lean into it but things that I saw that were at least somewhat signs of improvement, an emergence of an identity, the ability to close out a game, and as Coach, Huck, I'm about we're about to go to the Coach Howie press conference, and I'm going to ask him, I'm going to re-ask him the question because he gave a great quote after the fake punt. He said, "Hey, sometimes you got to have a little guts." And I'm going to ask him, "Hey, did, did you think that you needed to show a little guts right there? You know, within the scope of this season?" And and I think his answer is going to be yes because you know they executed it, and then they were able to actually finish the game. So. You know, I thought the effort was better defensively. I think they're coming around in terms of learning this coverage stuff. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say that you made massive strides by beating Idaho State by eight points, but a win is a win, and that's a heck of a lot better than losing on homecoming.
1: Well, there, there's an alternative to that, right? With the way the Grizzlies, let's just call it what it is, they didn't show up at Northern Arizona. There's two ways that that thing can go. Either you're going to regroup your football team and yeah. get them to play at a high level, or it's going to continue to spiral and those are the two options that I don't think anyone really had a, a True sense of what was going to happen sure. till that game went on Well, they did the first option rather than the second and that is a sign of improvement. They did regroup They played a lot better effort fire sideline was engaged just a lot more things when it comes to that you mentioned it on the coverages and, and clearly it's working to lead the nation in interceptions sure but there's a caveat to that, right? Now, it's great that you can drop back into coverage and, and have this new wrinkle in the defense, but culture, what we have seen be the strength of this defense the last couple of years and why it has given most teams fits is the pressure. And yep. there has been none of that. There's been nope. two straight games now with no sacks. Yep. That is a glaring hole to me that... Again, same thing with the offense, right? You need to mix that element of where Vidlak can come in and help out. Same thing with the defense. It's great that you're dropping back into coverage and picking off passes and clearly changing the game by getting short fields, but you have to be able to put on pressure. Back-to-back weeks, true freshman quarterback and a guy playing in the best atmosphere he's ever played in, sophomore, I believe, in Jordan Cook. They list him as a freshman, but he's really a sophomore of – Playing in the environment, not being rattled because there's just no pressure. They're able to sit back there and pick off pick off time. So I don't know, there, there comes a balance there. Just your thoughts
0: on, on the balance between the coverages and being able to put on pressure. Man, it's such an interesting deal because they were running nothing but quarters for the last couple of years coverage-wise. They are just manning you up, beat us. And that's why I think, I mean, they had great man-to-man corners like Justin Ford. Corbin Walker's still a great man-to-man corner as well. Uh, but then, that's also why sometimes they were vulnerable up the seam. I mean, that's where the Grizzlies got beat Three years running was either James Madison throwing up the seam, Easter Washington throwing up the seam, the Cats running it up the seam. I mean, that's exactly what they were doing is attacking that, you know, attacking favorable or, I guess, disadvantageous matchups for Montana in these one-on-one situations. Now they're running a ton of cover two, and they're running a, a ton of what you call robber, where they bring the safety on the top. That takes so much communication. It's a feast or famine defense if you don't have like Rondé Barber playing it. You know, like this. <laughs> yeah. This became in vogue with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, yeah. they also had Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks and Simeon Rice and and you know, and Rondé Barber, like four guys that are in the Hall of Fame. So you know that's why it became in vogue because it accentuates your individual talent so much. Cover two. You, the corner is going to always release and you need to have help over the top sometimes if you can bait a quarterback which is what what they did on the sidelines when uh, corbin walker almost had the pick and when he did have the pick those are both where you played it perfect you made the right break on the ball you're playing in front of the receiver but you got him on your hip and then boom you make the break on the sideline and get the pick they're gonna have to figure out a way to mitigate though because If the opposing quarterback has time and he can throw on time like Jordan Cook did, you're going to get shredded because it's just such a huge advantage for the offense to be able to just, boom, run right to the middle of the zone, and boom. If the quarterback can get there, get it there. If you can't get any pressure on him, you're going to have a hard time.
1: Well, and not only that, let's talk about the immediate future. On the road to play Miles Hastings and Giovanni McCoy, two of the best quarterbacks in the league coming up. If they're able to sit back there and just... Find the right coverage, watch out. I mean, it could be trouble. So I, I think that this is something that needs to be urgent for the Grizzlies right now where you can't have many miscues, especially if uh, the stud running back's out for UC Davis, right? Uh, yeah, uh, Larrison, yeah, yep, if he, if Blair, Larrison. Uh, yeah, if he's out of this game, I mean... Which I think he is. Right. I mean, I he was, he was standing
0: on the sideline in their last game with a huge knee brace on it didn't look good and then he didn't play against Cal Poly so I'm imagining that he's probably questionable at best but probably out
1: yeah and if he's not in there it's going to be the Miles Hastings show and they're looking at this thing and I don't know it's going to probably be the matchup of the game the next couple of weeks to see if the Grizz can make the
0: slight adjustment this is going to be a crazy thing to say but Miles Hastings is the reigning first team all big sky quarterback Jordan Cook has a way better arm than Miles Hastings. Oh, yeah. Miles Hastings is a great um, decision maker. He's very efficient. He's very smart in what they want to do. He changes a lot of stuff at the line. I mean, he's a Davis guy. He's what you'd think a UC Davis quarterback would be. Jordan Cook had one of the best arms I've seen at this level. I mean, he throws it all funny, and a lot of people were texting me, like, what, what's up with this guy's multiple arm angles? That's what makes him good. That's what makes him good, man. You ever watch Patrick Mahomes? He throws it from a whole bunch of weird angles. So I'm not saying this kid Patrick Mahomes, but he can absolutely spin it, man. What, his potential is through the, I mean, his potential is as high as he wants it to be. If he, he's only playing 15 football games. <laughs> The sky's the limit for that guy. I was so impressed with and him. And his poised, too. So
1: po- I mean, in this environment to come in, I and mean, he spent one year at Diablo Valley Community College and then comes to Idaho State. And that was, I mean, his first really big-time atmosphere. And that's crazy to say because they played at San Diego State and at Utah State. This was a tougher atmosphere for oh, him yeah. to play in this last weekend. He did not seem rattled at one point nope. in this game. And he's a guy that I think can elevate receivers. A lot of credit to Fredrickson and James. They're good receivers, they right? Are, for sure. They've been on the roster. but the Wallace same- is good, too. Yes, very good. But at the same time, those guys were all on the roster last year. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And I think Cook elevates all oh, of yeah. them right away where they will win a game. They're not supposed to. And, and dare I say this is a – why not, right? This is late – or first of October now. I'm going to call it. I think Idaho State will beat UC Davis in the Hawkins Bowl in November. Whoa, How about that for an upset in November? So there, there we go. I, I think that could be great. But they will win a game they're not supposed to. And I did. I came away really impressed with Cook.
0: Riley Corkin, voice of the Grizz here on the Big Sky Breakdown, presented in part by Town Pump. Town Pump, keeping us fueled up uh, all season long. For all the wild by the mile, back for yet another year. All right, let's talk Davis briefly. Uh, this, one of the strangest programs in the conference to me. Yes. Because they're solid. They have a coach that has, like, a lot of brand name recognition. Davis, California is awesome. I mean, I'm jealous that you get to go. I, wa- <laughs> I, I was going to try to make the trip, but I got a wedding on Saturday, so I got to do that instead. Congratulations, Tommy. Uh, for getting married, yeah, congrats, Tommy, one um, of our favorites. But uh, they've they've always had good talent, and they've they've been. I mean, they made the playoffs. They won the big sky. or They shared the big sky title one year, but they just haven't ever been able to be better than like that seven and five, or that six and five, or that you know seven and four. Or, they're always like right, right on the playoff bubble. It's such it's just such an interesting deal. Solid, not spectacular. Yeah,
1: capable to win every game. Yes. capable to get upset by nearly every team sure. in this league they're they're kind of and I don't want to say they're in the middle of the road because they're capable and yes. they're always and I feel coming into the year Coulter, fringe fl- playoff team team they're- to watch out for well, I think there's a byproduct of two things respect for Dan Hawkins the talent they get but also nobody really covers them so they always come in as an unknown and they even did this year and I even
0: would it's say so weird that nobody covers them. I, it's amazing it's like to a me. small college town you think they'd have somebody that wanted to like well, cover it
1: right And they've got resources all over the place just yeah. designate someone to do it but at the same time they always come in dangerous because of the unknown and I feel that even Mm -hmm. right now through five games they're still in that territory this is a big time game we were talking about it before we hit record of the upper echelon of the big sky conference the middle tier and the bottom tier this to me feels like a game where two teams that are in the upper middle tier want to try and prove that they're in that upper echelon maybe top four in the league this is a game where the winner is going to propel themselves to that, and the loser is going to fall out of the top 25, a streak the Grizz want to keep going. Obviously, UC Davis, top 20 matchup on paper, but there's a ton on the line for this game, and really two teams, call it what it is, through five games are unproven, right? Yep. They're unproven. They won the games they're supposed to for the Grizz, got upset in a game they are supposed to win for UC Davis. They lost to Eastern Washington, got spanked by Oregon State, but won the three games they were supposed to. Yep. So I think there's still a lot of unknown going into this game, even though it's the first of October, but a massive game when talking about
0: playoff perspective. I mean, talent-wise, UC Davis has good talent. They have, I think Jake Parks on the offensive line is one of the best offensive linemen talent-wise in the league. I think Bryce Kennedy on the defensive line is, is you know, he's a preseason all-league guy. I think that's as advertised. I think he should be that. Rex Connors is one of the best guys in the secondary. So they have guys. They have, they have talent. To me, the thing that every time I've watched UC Davis over the last several years, when they get in games where it's a physical fist fight, they can't seem to rise to the occasion. When it's a a finesse game or it's about out-scheming you or making the in-game adjustments or using your smart quarterback, they absolutely have a chance and probably are favored in those type of games. When they get into brawls where it's like who's going to throw the last punch, they have a really hard time. So to me, the key for Montana on this one is absolutely so simple. Go there and just whip their ass. Just be, be more physical and be... Uh, more ferocious and if if you can do that all of a sudden now you got a little momentum going in the game against Idaho I think it's a huge game for Montana
1: it's such a cliche to say throw the first punch but Colton and the last one yeah and the last one for the Grizzlies though and a big reason why their offense was so out of sorts against Ferris State Northern Arizona they were thrown off their script right away they didn't score first NAU and Ferris State did Montana got off their script couldn't really ever settled in well even though they went through a lull last Saturday they ran their script best drive of the day second best drive of the day was at the beginning 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 when they were in that they got everybody involved engaged and that kind of sets the tone I feel that that will be ever important this week against the UC Davis team probably playing without their best running back at home probably still not a confident group it is going to be a fun game to play out I I think that I saw the early line straight coin flip across the board and and that's probably what it should be here going in a lot of unknowns and and I think we're going to uh, find out a lot about the identity of both of these teams at about eight o'clock
0: Saturday night Riley Corkin, Voice of the Grizz here on Nuanas. Riley Corkin, Voice of the Grizz here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Safe travels, man. Thanks for being here. Hey, absolutely, man. Whether you're a sports fan where you run a business. You gotta have something to wear. Why not get it branded? Why not represent your favorite sports teams, your favorite high school, your favorite college, your favorite pro team? Why not represent your business when you're out and about your respective communities? Anode Designs can help you out. Anode Designs, our great friend Blake Hempstead, contributor at Skyline Sports. He's the man in charge there at Anode. And they can get you hooked up with everything from anaconda copperhead gear to any and every sort of branded gear for your business. Find out more. Visit Anode Designs com. You can also find them on Facebook. Anode Designs is located at 421 East Park Avenue in Anaconda. You can find them on Facebook or you can give them a call 406-563-0121 where we get all our gear from Skyline Sports. Anode Designs in Anaconda.